Tomatoes Podcast. Welcome, beautiful listener, to the Humanist Podcast with Hammer, Steph, and long-awaited Dank N. Hello, guys. Yo. Hello there. How you doing this fine evening? There's actually a lot of uh, interesting tidbits this time. Yeah. Um, like, I didn't expect anything from the Square Enix presentation, but we got some good stuff there. The Snyder Cut mm-hmm. was surprisingly good. I want to talk about that. Absolutely. And, of course, our favorite fucking universe, uh, 40K, just really just announced um, another Necromunda game. But th- this time, it's not a janky-looking tactical RPG. It's an FPS. No, I mean, let's just kick it away with that, because that looked so awesome, that trailer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it looks really polished for once. I mean, it looks <laughs> yeah. really, really, really uh, like a, a good AAA title, almost. Yep. So, I mean, what do you what do you think, Steph? I am very excited about this. Actually, like, um, yeah. it was one of those like, all right, this is gonna be day one purchase. I know that, but it probably would have been anyway because you know I'm a 40k fan and all that, but. This one is like, all right, this is not out of pity. <laughs> this is out of legit um, yeah. interest of playing the game. Um, it's not community work. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like charity. Yeah, um, but, but yeah, it's uh, it looks, it kind of looks, um, you know, like they took some inspiration from the new, like Doom Eternal with the mm, grappling hook yeah. and with like the the very fast paced brutal action gameplay which of course it's it's very very fitting for the universe um absolutely i don't know too much about the necromunda part of it other than you know i know it's a forge world and a hive city and all that like the, <laughs> the most yeah. fucked up place to be in the human world um or at least arguably um but then it it didn't there, there were a couple of weapons that gave me 40k vibes but it also gave me um you know, a little bit like, you know, iron sights and everything looked very, like, contemporary. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I think that, I mean, the, the Necromunda kind of setting is, it's a little bit, I mean, it's not as known as the general 40K universe. Uh, it's more niche. It's yeah. set in the 40K universe, but it's uh, it's actually a separate board game from 40K. Um, yeah. And it's, yeah, like you said, it's a hive city in the 40K universe where, you know, violence and gangs and just every horrible thing you can think of is just rampant. Uh, And, uh, yeah, I guess we could kind of talk a little bit about hive cities in general. Yeah. Uh, Just to give you you guys, like, a a general understanding of what, uh, what the setting for the game is. So, hive city is, like, a huge... Basically, a huge tower, uh, which is a city, <laughs> uh, and it's uh, let's call it planetary scale. Uh, it's absolutely <laughs> huge, often stretching into like the lower levels of uh, of the atmosphere. Mm. Uh, it is um, just packed with people. <laughs> yeah, mostly in the billions. Uh, but the, the, the numbers of course vary from planet to planet and production rates and stuff like that. Uh, and, uh, 99% of the inhabitants live horrible, 
slave-like lives. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, so the, the thing is with the Hive City is uh, at the top, of course, the nobility and the rich people with influence live and just bathe in every success or every kind of, uh, yeah, debaucherous activity, mm -hmm. uh, excess, intrigue, and all that good jazz. And as you move on down, you get to like the the middle class and the working class, of course, which is the the largest portion. And basically, in the the lowermost hive, there's like the sub hive uh, <laughs> levels. And I mean, yeah, there's no law. There's only criminal gangs, mutants. <laughs> just, just, yeah, you can't almost describe how horrible it is, but. It's a good setting for a game. And yeah, that's where we're at with uh, Necromunda. And if you're looking at where we, we are sitting, um, in a, like, you know, if, you, if you're watching this on YouTube, if you see where we are sitting, we are probably sitting at the very top, obviously. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're in the spires. So just gazing out at the beautiful city, everything's cultured and well-organized. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so, obviously, like the gangs have play a huge role in Necromunda, and that's probably where the story is going to take place, like gang rivalry and stuff like that. Yeah, um, and it's going to be an FPS. So, like you said, very it looks very fluent and fast paced with like brutal action. But I think that the the thing that it's positive that they can be a little bit liberal with the weapons because you know human designed weapons are kind of different in 40k but let's not hope they take too much uh of uh, creative freedom <laughs> with that i kind of got the same vibe that you mentioned stuff yeah what are your expectations what do you think if they go t a little bit too off the beaten path there mm. It's kind of hard to say since I don't know much about the weapons they actually use in in the, the in the tabletop. Um, oh. But I guess you know it, it, maybe it's a little bit bland to some extent. Like yeah, it looks like a very modified kind of like um, any token assault rifle from Call of Duty with a splash mm -hmm. of orc engineering on it. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I guess they can. You know, they have to scavenge and just, like, you know, uh, make their own weapons or, like, modified heavily, these kind of things, um, since they're in a Forge world as well, apparently, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess it, it makes sense, you know, it's explainable. It's not a huge, huge thing to me, um, but I still yeah. want, you know, blast guns and melters and, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So what do you think about the gameplay and... Like the that huge like fluid sprawling action FPS. Yeah, I got kind of the same uh, the same vibe as Steph here with uh, the the fluidity and speed of uh, Doom, uh, and also mm -hmm. the kind of the polish. I think yeah, it looked pretty polished. Uh, yeah, it looks really good. And uh, kind of as you touched on the guns, I was kind of disappointed by the like stock AR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. It's kind of not what I expect to see. But uh, it looks pretty co really cool. Uh, yeah. So from an um, entry-level 40k guy, uh, it looks really in interesting. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think hear. that th this could be like uh, a game that 
anybody could pick up you know you don't need to be a 40k fan to enjoy this probably mm-hmm. yeah um, and maybe that's what they're going for as well you know um, yeah i i get that feeling a little bit like you said with the generic ar yeah. like every <laughs> every single one of us re- reacted a little bit to that like, to the weapon design like we saw yeah this looks a little bit you know call of duty like yeah <laughs> which is you know it can be it can be that they just try to make it a little bit more easily digestible for yeah. the players i mean not, you know, 40k can like, be pretty hardcore after all um yeah you, you yeah, can't absolutely. really just throw noise marines right at the mainstream <laughs> no like cacophony like noise guns yeah guitar guns <laughs> and, and with their like uh, they have like these small supersonic booms reverberating in their in their noise sacks when they speak <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> huge like sacks in the necks and and those small speakers on the shoulder pads yeah the pauldrons like small speakers <laughs> just blasting out horrendous sounds <laughs> yeah that's uh not what you expect from your typical fps <laughs> no i think it would be cool though i i, I kind of want to see them just go fucking ham at one oh, point sure Absolutely. i mean oh we've talked about this a bunch but like <laughs> space marine with you know 30k setting oh. <laughs> please yeah. please give it our dream game yeah that's our dream game yeah <sighs> But absolutely, I think that this has uh, a lot of potential, especially since it, it does look like it's a really, really polished game with, uh, you know, yeah, that kind of AAA perfection. And mm-hmm. I find that kind of interesting because, like, the developer's previous game is actually the um, I or EYE, uh, Divine Cybermancy, which is, like, one of those games that, it's like a source game um mm-hmm. and it's like an rpg fps and the Ooh. thing is like it is extremely janky but mm-hmm, it also yeah. is extremely insane and apparently it's a lot of fun like because they mm-hmm. just go balls out uh, there's so many systems there's just so much like there's no hand holding you're just thrusted into it and there's so many things to unlock and apparently like so many ways to kill people and there's just like they just went ham and we're just yeah, like, all right, yeah. what we lack in polish, we're just gonna make up for with insanity and just creativity, creativity, right? Um, so, and now it's actually sitting at a very positive rating on Steam. Um, mm, yeah, you know, and it has a huge cult following. Essentially, I haven't tried it myself, but even even yeah. just looking at the gameplay trailers on Steam, you can kind of see like, oh yeah, this is a pretty underground game, but clearly <laughs> yeah, right, it has right. things going for it. Yeah. So, you know, um, I, I hope, like, with this, they seem to have, like, a lot more funding and, you know, they they can just, like, uh, they, they apparently they had, they were just, like, mod developers that got lucky with funding and investors. And then, yeah. but then they, they got a pretty strict deadline, so they couldn't, you know, meet the requirement that they wanted. So that's also, no. like, part of the reason why it became a bit janky. Uh, so let's right, hope that right. in this time, you know, they do it right. Yeah, and it does look very right. I mean, trailers aren't a hundred percent representative of the final product, of course. Right. But I mean, the few kind of seconds of of gameplay we get to see here does look fluid and 
I mean, the graphics look really good. The mm-hmm. kind of the, this that detail that you kind of want in 40k games, where you can see like all the grit and <laughs> you know <laughs> billions of windows in the in the background, you know, in in some kind of skyscraper structure that just rises forever. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, like the the like you said, the parts of uh, like production areas in the forge hive. Or you can see like magma or smelt molten steel or something just flowing through. It looks really good. Yeah. And uh, you also have a cyber mastiff that's with you. Yeah. Which I thought yeah. was really fun. Why not? <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the good old 40k aesthetic. So, I mean, this is just, I don't have anything negative to say. Except for the uh, other than the the, the <laughs> weapons, yeah, oh. which we which we covered, but uh, it looks like it's full of promise, and mm-hmm. it could be uh, an entry point to people who don't know the forty k verse and wanna are kind of a little bit curious, but don't really like the heavy, heavy, you know, futuristic fantasy style. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, this is a lit, bit more uh, digestible, maybe. I, yeah, I agree, and just really hope this succeeds. And uh, I think they have all the all the right you know prerequisites to make it work. So you know, all the best to to the developers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fingers crossed. So we got something else this uh, fine week. We got the Snyder Cut on HBO Max, mm-hmm. and you, Steph, have seen it. I have. Um, four hours of my life I dedicated to this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and was and, it yeah. a good investment? Uh, or I think so. I yeah. enjoyed it a lot, actually. Um, I to, to preface, I saw the first one back when it came out in the cinemas. And yeah. I thought, like... I mean, I'm someone who watched the Ultimate Edition of uh, Batman v Superman. I didn't see the, the cinematic version. And I thought the Ultimate Edition, you know, was completely fine i enjoyed my time with it yeah and and um of course it had its problems like the martha scene and all that you know there's some and there are some scenes or like some problems like this with the snyder cut as well for for justice league but overall um you know it was a very different movie than what we saw in the cinemas i thought it, it had it fleshed out a lot of um characters that didn't get any almost any attention in the original movie like cyborg he has a lot mm. more to do here, a lot more development. Uh, Superman ha- has some really cool scenes. Uh, the Flash has some really cool scenes. Uh, a lot of the cringy jokes are removed. Mm. You know, the Good. the Whedon, the Joss Whedon jokes that really didn't mm-hmm. work here. Uh, you know how no. in the original it's like when Superman, um, you know, he he's confused and he fights a little bit with the, with the Justice League, right? And then he... He hurts Batman, and Batman's like, "Oh, something's definitely bleeding now." You know, as a follow-up to the "Do you bleed?" scene from Batman v Superman, but all that yeah. is gone. Okay, yeah, good. And uh, it's divided into parts so that people can, like, you know, take breaks. And, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, that's almost a requirement, right? We're four-hour movie. It's yeah, a lot of people are not going to be able to take that in one sitting. No, um, me included. I also like you know took a break to make some food and you know <laughs> freshen up a bit. But 
there is um i'd say that this movie took it from i i originally thought it was like maybe a five or six out of ten but this one brought it to an eight for me okay yeah uh, yeah i thought like this one is the version i i mean i know it's hard to release a four-hour movie on uh, to the cinemas um yeah but I can really see Zack Snyder's vision here, and it's setting up a second movie, kind of like what Infinity War did for Avengers, right before Endgame. Yeah. And yeah. but but then of course um, the next movie most likely won't ever come. So that's uh, that's a bit sad that's to sad. see. Yeah. yeah because Dark Side shows up and it's like full blown like next time is invasion time and they're setting up injustice and they're setting up a lot of cool shit. Mm. Um, oh yeah. So and, and it's all well done. And Henry Cavill got a lot, got more scenes here as uh, Superman, like with the black suit and everything. And he just nailed it. Like I absolutely love him as Superman. Um, mm. You know, and they just mm-hmm. nail him as like this almost like Dragon Ball Z level character in like a Western comic universe. And you just see how yeah. bullshit OP he is. Mm. But I, but I mean, those who know the DC universe definitely know that that's kind of how it is. You know. Yeah. Uh, Superman, he's basically (laughs) OP as hell. Yeah. But, but, yeah, and, uh, yeah. Oh, no, just go on. Uh, uh, I mean, the the setup for the the universe to expand just does have so much potential. Uh, And for people who don't know and are, like, very Marvel-y, DC Mm. does have a very huge, uh, like, scale and a very... I guess you could say strong, kind of strong, high power levels. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. To use an anime expression. Uh, so it's definitely like very inter- a lot of interesting characters with insane powers. Uh, so it's uh, yeah, it's very sad to see that like fade fade into could have been. Yeah, and you know what's also even maybe even more sad to think about when I saw this movie. Um, every action scene that Wonder Woman is in is so, so good. It's so, like, kinetic and so fast and, like, punchy. Like, she yeah. isn't some pacifist. If, if you, if, if you, if you threaten innocent mm. people, she will mm. fucking just kill you, you know? 300 oh, style. A, yeah. Because <laughs> she is an Amazonian warrior and, uh, but at the same time, she is also you know a hero so yeah and, but and like i loved every scene with her in this but then you also think that wonder woman 1984 was a mm. complete fucking dumpster fire that thunder yeah. fucked itself back to the stone age but and mm. it's such a sad thing to see when this was so good yeah, like yeah. Uh, even the even her theme just fits so well and it's all just yeah every scene with her was epic i i thought the teamwork they had here was a lot better and they used Superman in the right way. They used him sparingly, but when he showed up, he, had, he was just like this force of nature. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And you know, the, you know, like they established that the enemy fear him. You know, like they only mm. attack now that the Kryptonian is gone, and mm. like the mother boxes um, that are like kind of like the Infinity Stones of this movie, I guess. You know, the the MacGuffins that Darkseid yeah. is after. Yeah. Right. And and they say like they're like kind of like almost sentient super machines, and uh, if they're fused, they uh, make you able to do something with the anti-life equation. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> point is the mm. MacGuffins. So that they actually add this um, this scene detail where they say like, 
why do you know why, why are they active now they've been on the planet for thousands of years and blah 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 and they said well it's because superman is dead they were they were afraid of him so they waited until the kryptonian was gone and then they activated <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah like that I, that's the kind of power i'm talking about so mm -hmm. absolutely superman is like really really strong in the dc universe yeah oh, uh, that was such a yeah, treat that. I remember like delving into some kind of YouTube rabbit hole where <laughs> this guy is like scaling DC heroes and villains in terms of power. Yeah. And mm -hmm. there's like uh, like planetary and galactic power levels <laughs> and stuff yeah. like that. And there was characters I just never even knew about. So the DC universe is really, really fleshed out with a huge amount of storylines and parallel universes and yeah. All that good jazz, so mm, yeah, there's and just a lot to build on. I want to talk a little bit about the epilogue scene as well. I, I won't spoil um, a lot of it. Okay. I'll, I'll just say a couple of things that, um, first of all, the, the, if you guys saw the trailer, there is a scene where Batman talks to the Joker. Mm -hmm. uh, Jared Leto's Joker is back. Yeah. yeah. Um, and... Uh, like this scene takes place in the epilogue the specific scene from the trailer and mm. i would say that i find jared leto's joker to be also i i hate his laugh but everything else about him is very like i don't know he seems very 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 unpredictable um yeah like completely unhinged yeah joaquin phoenix's joker is also like that but he, this guy is more like I don't know. This guy felt more threatening to me than, especially in this movie. Um, yeah. Would you say he's redeemed? Did you see? Yeah. Like the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really mind him in Suicide Squad that much either, except for the laugh. That's the only thing I have a problem with. The I, yeah. I kind of found it funny with the Thug Joker, but this this is like, here he is. Um, you know. Uh, the the exchange between him and Batman have so much tension. Mm, mm. That's and, good. I mean, yeah. that's that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. And yeah. And it, the Joker uh, is no slouch. I mean, some of his stories are like insane uh, in DC, where he gets like this insane powers and <laughs> kind of fucks up the entire universe and stuff <laughs> like that. So yeah, uh, he's no he's no slouch at all. Definitely not. And. Uh, it, the whole epilogue scene in itself, I thought, was uh, very interesting, very intriguing, and mm. so like um, I, I won't say more about it, but it brought in some characters that I would have liked to see the continuation of, uh, mm. to put it that way. And yeah, I, I hope we still get to see it. I mean, I guess if the Suicide Squad coming up, like the new one, um, does well, then maybe yeah. you know. Yeah, um, let's just hope that the universe can kind of continue on growing and developing and maybe we'll get get the part two continuation oh that would be i would be all for it mm. so i recommend this one if you have um or well yeah just watch some parts here and there if you have to but i really recommend this this movie i thought it was one of the absolute better uh you know dc eu movies yeah absolutely so what about games that you've been playing lately, guys? Have you, like, discovered any gems? Well, uh, Game Pass seems to be the 
a good place Where to start happens. these days. Yep. Yeah. Um, I uh, recently <laughs> kind of reminded myself that I had it uh, accessible on the PC as well. So uh, I've been kind of burning yeah, I mean, through uh, a couple of old burls, I would say. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Game Pass is such a high-value product. Mm -hmm. uh, that's why I don't own it. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, well, like, uh, what kind of pearls uh, are we talking around? I mean, uh, the new Ori game. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, just amazing, like, what you'd expect from uh, from Ori. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah, we talked. And, and uh, it's talked. Uh, an ending for the story, I, I think. Okay. Oh, so it's a conclusion? Yeah. It's like the final game, yeah. I mean, I guess they have a lot of Ori games now. Could you explain a little bit about what Ori is? For those uninitiated, uh, it's a like pretty run-of-the-mill 2D platformer, mm. uh, Metroidvania style. So, uh, okay. mm. but it's like a hugely aesthetically pleasing game, right? Yeah, very. Uh, a lot of the uh, like, you have this kind of invisible line, right, where you're walking, uh, but mm -hmm. the background is so uh, intensively used to. Like for atmosphere and uh, kind of cutscenes, mm. it's, it's oh, just yeah. so well made, and I don't really have anything to to put my finger on. But is no. it? But yeah, the the aesthetics is quite quite um famous in it. But like the story is quite good as well. I hear pretty emotional. Yeah, fuck me. <laughs> the end <laughs> got me pretty hard. Uh, oh, I really? was not prepared, but. Uh, Set for that is pretty much the like something bad has happened. We have to fix it, you know. Mm. Uh, mm. The depth isn't really there. But is it? Um, it's also very polished, right? Mm. Uh, you can like this is one of the games where when you get good with the mechanics and the controls, you can kind of just zoom through everywhere. Oh, mm. yeah. And that's what I want in these games, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Perfection. Got to get the tech down, you know. Yeah, <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> Our resident pro gamer, everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how you approach games. But do you kind of feel that the end was uh, giving justice to a long series? And yeah, I mean, it's a very beloved game. I mean, yeah, but I is it that long? I, are there more than two games? Two, two games, I think. I don't okay, know if yeah, there's spin-offs, but uh there's like Blind Forest and Will of the Wisps. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah, there are just two okay. I thought there were two. <laughs> uh, uh yeah, that shows mine on. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> But to but answer you, your question, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was it really was... pretty or very good. Yeah. Yeah, right. So but was it 120 FPS? Did you kinda notice that or I didn't have an FPS counter, but I I think so. Yeah, mm -hmm. buttery smooth. I mean, it looks buttery smooth at least. Mm -hmm. What about you, Steph? What have you been playing lately? I have been a little bit of um, what do you call it? Super mainstream basic bitch because I've been playing a lot of Warzone. Ah, Warzone with like work friends or? Yeah, work friends and and a couple other friends as well. And um, mm. I I I saw that Bethesda released like a bunch of their games on game pass right so yeah yeah including to to my surprise morrowind 
Mm-hmm. Oh. And which is like the most hilariously broken, lovable game ever. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I, I mean, like, just the fact that in the beginning, when you start the game, obviously it's very, um, let's say it's before they they managed to nail that mainstream approachable mechanics to, to games, right? And like, for example, mm-hmm. in Obli- from Oblivion onwards is where you actually had the, all right, if my weapon attack makes contact with enemy, it hits, um, or mm-hmm. like they interact instead of like, in Morrowind, it's like, yeah, you attack, but then it's a di- invisible dice roll. So especially mm-hmm. in the beginning when your your stats are low, like you'll stand there like right up in their face and hack away and you miss like yeah. 99%. <laughs> that's so hardcore like old school style yeah it oh, looks so dumb God. It, it took me such a long time to get used to back when i was a kid but of course back then it was just so exciting um mm, and yeah. then if you if you walk a little bit further down the road into the wilderness from the beginning city i believe you just suddenly hear this guy's like ah, ah, out of nowhere <laughs> and you look up and there's this like guy that almost looks like a blue Santa Claus that just like smashes into the ground and dies, and <laughs> and then he has he has this like scroll of something something flight. I don't remember exactly the name, but if you use that scroll, it like fortifies your acrobatics by like three thousand points or some bullshit for like five seconds. And if you use that and you jump, you just jump into the atmosphere, and then you just like instantly <laughs> die when you when you land. <laughs> Oh, that's such a good little tidbit to put in. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Oh, I remember playing Morrowind back in the day. It was like the huge, like sprawling environment was so unique back then. Yeah, to have, like such a huge world. Yeah, it, it is, and it looks very different too because it's on the on the Dark Elf continent, right? So it's very like it's very different. It doesn't look like your typical fantasy setting. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's very unique, very unique. Oh yeah, <laughs> good old Marvin. Yeah, and then after I realized that that was like not as uh, approachable anymore, I went to play Skyrim on Game Pass, uh, like on my Series X, and it run it ran really well. But then also, <laughs> it allowed for mods. So uh, the first thing I did was install this like um, collect this package of Star Wars mods that gave me. Oh <laughs> <my God. laughs> <laughs> just made all the stormcloaks into Jedi's and it made the Imperials into, well, Imperials. <laughs> so stupid because General Tullius is literally Darth Vader with the breathing and everything. So he's just standing there overlooking your execution when Alduin pops down and just scares away everybody and kills the stormtroopers that use bow and arrow, by the way. <laughs> oh, they do still use the bone arrow, yeah. yeah. And oh. like the the funny thing about this is like the lightsabers are really really well done uh, with sounds yeah. and everything. It's actually very very well done. However, you also get these force powers that just mm-hmm. adds themselves as magic. So one is force grip called like death grip mm-hmm. or something here. And the funny thing with that is that you essentially point it at someone and you suspend them in ragdoll form. Uh, and you can just like you can just kind of like back in Jedi Academy, uh, like those days where yeah. you can just like yeah. <laughs> break the game with grip. And you can do that here too because when you release, it, they automatically give the the ragdoll a little bit of a push in a, in the direction you kind of like flick. So all right, yeah, so you so, can throw them. 
yeah, and fall damage is pretty harsh in this game. So you can just like yeet people everywhere and they just instantly die. <laughs> and the funny thing is, it works on every creature except for dragons. So it works on giants, it works on, on mammoths and frost spiders, <laughs> you name it. And it has unlimited range. <laughs> okay. Not broken. Not no. broken. It's so stupid because you could just stand on like a, if you have like draw distance max, then you can see people like a kilometer down the hill. If you aim it just right, you can just like use the grip and then you see the guy just like flopping up the hillside and then he's in your grip. <laughs> but he also uh. adds speed and momentum. So if you release as he's about to hit you, he just flies yeah. off into the atmosphere and disappears. <laughs> I mean, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I had a lot of fun um, with that. Yeah, Skyrim mods. Okay, that's oh, that's a meme in itself. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed my time with it a lot. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Uh, so I saw this other game loop here. I, you talked about this stuff. It's been like uh, rumbling in the indie scene lately. Yeah, it's kind of like a, I mean, we've had so many, you know, of those kind of like roguelikes, roguelites, uh, like that kind of uh, genre has popped up again, like the past, yeah, like what, yeah. five or six years. And, you know, it mixes really well with the Metroidvania genre and a lot of things. But here, I haven't played this myself, but I'm thinking about picking it up because uh, mm -hmm. it looks like it's such a unique spin on, on the formula because here it's also like a deck builder but the deck is kind of like the world mm. so you have like you know different cards for you know blacksmith and for uh, different vendors and then for also for different type of landscapes and enemies and all these kind of things so you kind of have to balance between uh, benefits and risk uh, that comes yeah. with it and these things um, so it, it looks really interesting and it also ballooned like it just blew up it seems yeah that seems to be like some kind of trend lately that games that are really unique and interesting they just blow up yeah almost mm -hmm. yeah to use a very common word viral yeah uh, they go viral they just overnight the developers get the fuck ton of money yeah <laughs> which is <laughs> I mean, uh, Lamborghinis and Audi R8s are selling like <laughs> I mean, I, I hope they also fund, uh, funnel some of that yeah, <laughs> money yeah, to the sure. actual game as well. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, probably. But, <laughs> but I mean, they deserve you know, a little bit of something for themselves, you know? Uh, obviously, I mean, they're supposed to... They, if they create something really great and creative, they should have compensation for it, obviously. I mean... Yeah, yeah. But it's good to... It, you're, like, you as a huge indie game fan, like, mm. you should be... You're, I guess you are pretty happy with this, like, this kind of, like, um, these new possibilities for, for indie developers, right? I absolutely love that. I mean, we've seen it time and time again, but unique experiences often come with the indie scene. Uh, and sometimes they just strike the absolutely perfect note uh, often with like these 2D old style retro style games, of course, but sometimes also with uh, with other types of games. Yeah, and yeah, it's just so much creativity uh, where where gameplay is always the center of focus. Uh, that's just something I absolutely adore. Mm, yeah, uh, and like yeah, this game just looks so interesting. It's in the vein of like an old DOS game almost mm, graphically. Yeah. Mm. 
and it looks very like strategic like you said you have the you have the tiles uh and you build the world with the the cards or the tiles um as you go along and i guess you kind of steer your hero around uh, as you build or maybe you kind of guide the hero i don't really know yeah I, uh, i'm guessing yeah it's, it says tactical as well so mm -hmm. i assume it's turn-based and i uh, yeah uh, i've got an impression it's kind of idle oh yeah from what okay, i see yeah. on streams like uh you kind of design the path but the hero has to like go through it by himself uh, i don't know what kind of interactions you can do along yeah but i believe no, the fights no. happen by themselves Okay. But the goal is like to kind of groom the hero to be stronger and stronger, right? And uh, have I think success. So, uh, so you kind of have to build a gradual path for him or her. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. I mean, it seems really interesting and it seems so. Oh, I just love that, that style with the DOS like, you know, that old Final Fantasy ish vibe. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sprite work is just. Mm, mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, proper properly done sprites can do so much. Oh, absolutely, that's yeah. art. It's art right there, guys. But what would you guys say is like your, um, like the the the, sp the game with sprite graphics that you enjoy the most? Like, which game do you think? <laughs> oh, that's that's hard. <laughs> but I would immediate. My first thought is like Chrono Trigger. Right, right. Uh, because that's just such an amazing RPG. Yeah. Uh, and the sprite work is insane. Uh, but if I were to kind of ponder a little bit, I don't know. What What do you think, Ann? Uh, that's a hard one. I mean, there's a lot of all good sprite in games. I mean, most games were sprite at one time. Yeah. yeah absolutely. They were. And the good old 16-bit era had like some real gems with the sprites. Yeah, and Octopath, more recently. No, Octopath. Shovel Knight, absolutely. Cheating. Shovel Knight, yeah. Shovel Knight, mm, fantastic uh, game. I guess you could say Sonic Mania as well. Mm. That was a really good game. Um, yeah. I, I think the like the best ones for me has to be like the old Street Fighters. Ah, uh, yes. Ooh, yeah, they're a good. good. Choice. Yeah, that is a good choice. What about the upcoming Turtles game? Mm. Uh, is that that uh, looks really sick, right? Like everyone who's played Turtles in times has to be shitting themselves now. Yeah, yeah, okay. I imagine. Angry uh. video game nerd is making a video right now as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> but it it, it I mean, didn't yeah. it, it didn't even look like it was that. They they went for an updated take on it. They just literally just went ham on the the classic style. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like uh, bringing back that multiplayer uh, fighting style game that was so popular in the 16-bit era and like arcade era, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's just the beat 'em up style. Just brings back so many memories. Yeah, <laughs> which means I'm old, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> so is this gonna be uh, is this gonna be a let's play? Yeah, for, for sure. I'm down for that. Who uh, who's your favorite turtle? Mm, I always thought that uh, I'm. I was always very torn. I remember that um, Leonardo was always a character that I liked, but usually 
some of my buddies said, no, you can't be, you can't be him. <laughs> <laughs> you remember how that worked when, yeah. when uh, you were like, no, you can't be him because I'm going to be him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I mean, I had a... Mickey was also one at a time. But yeah, I don't really ha I never really had like a favorite one. I had Donatello in it like a figure. Hmm. I remember, uh, and I really liked, I mean, I liked him because I had the figure, <laughs> the figurine, <laughs> but, uh, no, what about you, Anne? Yeah, Donatello was all the rage in my, um, my circle of friends who play this game, but, uh, obviously yeah. the owner of the game in the house got to play Donatello, yeah. so, got to play him, yeah, I, I think the... I used to be Leonardo, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. I, am I the only one who has love for Raphael? The brutes? No, no, of course not. Raph was really, uh, really cool. I mean, mm -hmm. Leo had the the twin katanas, which was uh, yeah. All I mean, as a kid, that was an, an immediate ap appeal to him. But uh, Raph was also the psi, or that's the weapon he's using, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, was also very cool as a kid. Because oh. I had a Raphael figure. Yeah. That I got for my birthday when I was like eight or something. Seven, maybe. Seven or eight. Mm. And I lost it the very same day. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Yeah. How did that happen? Um, well, b back then, in my circle of friends, <laughs> we had this thing where... Um, and we were really small kids. We used to we we thought it was fun to take the toys and just like throw them as far as we could up in the air. <laughs> Okay. I don't know why that was a thing, but it was a thing. <laughs> so, okay. And uh, then eventually, because um, I, I remember that I was like, I, I, I had my birthday party at this, um, I think it was a, like, we rented a school swimming pool, like a really big one. So we had like a, a swimming pool party, right? And mm -hmm. uh, we were doing that outside. And it, like, mind you, both my friend who gave me that Raphael figure and me, we played this, and many like some other friends as well. But <laughs> he was the one who encouraged it, and then it disappeared into some bushes, and it was gone. I guess he couldn't <laughs> take the punishment. It. No, I never found uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> I ha I owned it for like t fifteen minutes or something. Jesus, oh, I was pretty bummed uh, about that. I can imagine. But also, you know, play imagine. stupid games, win stupid prizes, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Right, but this game, I mean, uh, it's just a, a love letter to that old arcade beat em up style. Mm -hmm. uh, which does look amazing. And I can, uh, I can very well see that we might do a Let's Play there. Mm. What Should do you be. think, uh, guys? Absolutely. Maybe. Mm. <laughs> just a maybe come on and and i mean is it coming out on all platforms or is it just coming on switch because if it's switch we need a oh. picture card that's true yeah that's right that's right trust in end to <laughs> be see, you, the voice yeah. of reason <laughs> you see the problems before they arrive but um anyway couch co-op night i'm down oh yeah, yeah that sure. should be great oh it's it's at least on steam yeah okay as well so oh, that helps yeah. looks good looks good mm. We can yeah, oh, we can play that while we shots. also play uh, the K project. 
I uh, <laughs> I actually had to go and listen to the old uh, Turtles in Time soundtrack uh, after I saw oh. the uh, the trailer. Yeah, it's so fucking good. Yeah, and it seemed like they tried to recreate a yeah. little bit of that yeah. with the uh, sound. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is gonna be a good game, guys. Yeah. <laughs> just just wait. Just just keep waiting. Keep waiting. And then and just, just wait and see. With Bebop. Yeah, yeah, wait and see. I mean. That just brings so many memories back. I remember my buddy back in the day had like, because uh, Ninja Turtles was a little bit of a rarity to see the the animated series. I don't really know if we had it in Norway on like mainstream TV channels. Yeah. Do you no. remember? Not, not the old I ones. Think. No, but he had like a, a VHS tape uh, with like five episodes or something like that. And we just watched it to death. I mean, it was so fucking cool. And the intro is like the best ever. <laughs> oh, just that guitar riff. Mm. Mm. That just brings back so many memories. I think we missed out on a lot of uh, the great like early 90s and 80s cartoons in Norway. Because yeah, uh, we... I guess Cartoon Network and stuff came around in, in like mid '90s, and they had some good stuff, but they didn't really have this and like Transformers and the old X-Men show. I remember went on like TV three at night. Yeah, <laughs> TV three. TV three was the. <laughs> they had some. I remember like TV three had uh, SWAT cats. I remember oh, the Radical mm. Squadron. Yeah, and and insane. Uh, Cartoon Network as well had had that, but it went mid noon. And it was always like we never. I only could see it if I missed school. Yeah, yeah. So you missed school a lot. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I wish, but I didn't. Swordcats no. was so fucking good, though. Yeah, that was a show and a half. I mean, for those who don't know, it's about like two basically cats living in a cat world with the just nearby a cat, huge sprawling <laughs> metropolis. Cat face. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> God face Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, but but these two radical cats uh, built their own jet basically from from like a scrapyard. Uh yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't caught myself yet. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it was a really, really kind of well-animated and good show back in the day. <laughs> they, they had the body of a cat and the face of a cat. <laughs> and the face of a cat. <laughs> and they fly through the air because they got a cat face. Cat face. <laughs> oh, cat face. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> so we got to explain that now. I mean, if you want to go see, just search cat face on YouTube. <laughs> You'll see the cat face series. <laughs> it's quite unique. Quite unique. Mm -hmm. uh, I just remember that you you were the ones that you you were the one that like introduced us to that back when. Yeah. I think we bonded to a certain degree over cat face and, and similar <laughs> flash animations and SWAT cats oh. too. Oh, such Good an times. awesome, awesome show. Yeah, but like Catface, Weeble stuff, you know, that's before your time. It's basically Newgrounds uh, material and like the old, uh, or maybe you got some of that, but it was really, really early in the internet. 
Uh, there mm. was a lot of flash animation. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there were like uh, some humorous uh, small videos that went went viral, basically in that little community of uh, flash videos. And uh, Weeble stuff was one of those sites um, that produced a lot of those. And Catface is basically a, a later iteration from from them. <laughs> I also remember that you. It was almost more funny to hear you talk about Catface than it was to actually watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the the thing is with Catface, the series, which is actually it's actually a series. <laughs> it's it's about a giant Catface floating in the air, <laughs> but the series is not really interesting at all. But the intro is just so funny. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, check it out. Uh, but yeah, the good old times when we were in biology class. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> good old biology class. Mm. Had some good laughs. Oh, yeah, guys. So um, I think that's it for today. And um, I would always urge you guys to stay humid and uh, stay down. Stay down.